0: Welcome to Shit We Do For Love, the podcast where we delve deep into the gap between our human need for love and connection and our secret belief that we're not really good enough to be loved. This gap has us forever trapped in people pleasing, procrastination and perfection and all sorts of nonsense as we try to measure up and be the person we've been told is worthy of love all the while missing the truth about how amazing we already are. I'm your host, the Love Your Bloody Self coach, Wendy Windle. Fancy having boundaries that get back time for you? Then head to wendywindle.com to pick up your free guide, because never having time for ourselves is just some more shit we do for love. Hello there, my love. Let's talk about one of my favorite subjects, stress. Yes, it's party time. And today, I want to talk to you about stress, furniture, and circuit boards. Bear with me. So he, my husband, is away in Mexico at the moment, and we both love really well-made classic wooden furniture. So when he sent me a picture of a solid walnut small cabinet that was around the corner, a four-minute walk from our house in London, and said it was available for sale online, I was like, I need, I need. And he, he did tell me It is a big piece of furniture, so make sure you get some help to carry it. But I looked at the measurements and thought, I can manage this. I'll be fine. Went over and bought it. And I have to say, the guy who was selling it was like, are you here alone? And I got all feminist and was like, what do you mean? Do you think I can't carry this? And he was like, well, I'm just saying, you know, it might get a bit heavy. You might want some help. I'm like, I'm perfectly capable of carrying this home. Thank you very much. Bent down to pick it up. And oh, my love, it weighed a ton. But, you know, now you can't let them see. Right. So I had to um, just hoof it up. Every woman knows this. Once you get it up over your belly and resting on your hip like a child, you can manage it. Right. So I had, yes, a walnut cabinet that my arms barely fit around, hooked up over my hip. And the guy came out of the shop to watch. So I did actually my breath until I got around the corner and then stopped and had to place the piece of furniture gently on the floor where he couldn't see me because my arms were already shaking. Long story short, it took me a good 15 minutes to get this cabinet home because I kept taking a few steps and then needing to stop and put it down and shake the blood back into my arms and rest because they were getting to the point where they were shaking. And you know, what? I was like, I'm going to drop this if I'm not careful. It took me a while. It took me about six rests and 15 minutes to bring this baby home. She's here. She's absolutely stunning. But here's the thing. If I had not stopped, if I had not allowed myself to stop along the way, My muscles would have got jammed up with lactic acid and frozen. And I could actually have dropped it, probably on my foot and be in a terrible state. I might also have pulled something in my back and really injured myself. Or I might have just given up. You know, I was sweating, by the way, sweating. But I might have just given up and left this beautiful piece of furniture for whoever came along with a van and a better plan than I had. The only way I got this baby home was to rest along the way you know where I'm going with this. So now let's talk about stress. Stress is an overload of the nervous system. It can be caused by many things. It can have many different triggers in our lives, but on a basic cellular level, stress is just overload of the nervous system. I don't know if you know this about me, but I've been teaching meditation for over 10 years and When people come looking for release from stress in their lives, it's just about calming down the nervous system because the nervous system has been overloaded. If you think of your body as an electric circuit, did you make an electric circuit board in school? I loved that kind of stuff in school. Anyway, you get the picture. You've got a charge that goes around a circuit board or a set of wires, and those wires have to be strong And connected, or the energy, the electricity won't pass through. The light bulb won't go off at the other end. It'll be patchy. It might shake. It might come off and on. This is exactly like your nervous system. If your wires are frayed from too much stress, the electricity won't get the whole way around the circuit, and you'll feel like you can't connect. You'll feel all out of sorts and discombobulated. Pause for a moment to appreciate that word. one of my favorite words in the English language, discombobulated. (laughs) And notice how this image of the electric circuit board, it's baked into our language around stress. Our nerves get frayed or shredded. And then we find that we can't function just like the electric circuit board. On the other hand, if your nervous system, the wires in it are clear and strong, you've been taking care of yourself, you've been doing your meditation and all is well, but the electric current that you pass through that circuit board is too strong, the wires will melt. In other words, you'll be fried, right? I'm fried. When you've had too much going on, we get fried. The circuit board will melt down and a fire will start, maybe an explosion, it'll be a mess. Have you ever felt like that? Like you've got too much happening all at once and it's an overload and then you melt down sometimes literally in the middle of Sainsbury's. Here's the thing. We often think of stress as something bad, like something bad needs to be happening to me in order to have an overload in my nervous system. Maybe you've had a bereavement or you're going through a divorce. We're like, oh, these things are really stressful or like a lot of pressure at work. That must be really stressful. But the thing is to to our nervous systems, Energy is energy. She doesn't think in terms of good energy or bad energy. She's just, she's just not judgy like that. If you're pouting over there thinking, fuck, Wendy, let me have some fun. I want you to have fun. All the fun. I want all the fun and adventure too. In fact, those are two of my core values: fun and adventure. And if I don't have those in abundance in my life, I am not pleasant to be around. But the circuit board must be respected. And here's how we don't respect it. Putting off rest until later. When it comes to overloading your circuit board, putting too much energy, not allowing your frayed nerves time to heal, there is no later. What we say are things like, I'll just push through lunch and then I'll get an early night tonight. You know that's not happening. You know you're going to be too wired to sleep tonight. I'll just work this weekend and then I'll take it easier next week. I mean, how many times do we say that? And then next week comes and we're like, whoa, whoa." (laughs) wasn't expecting this to land in my lap. Guess I don't get to rest this week. I'll get around to it at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I've finished this project, I'll let myself have a rest then. But then, guess what? You did so great at that project that more workers come in. Now there's no time to rest. Or, I've got a holiday coming up, so I will go and I will rest on holiday. You know what happens. The first four days of your holiday, you can't even rest because you're so jacked up. That's because you're so fried and you've got so much energy in your nervous system that it takes days for it to calm down. It's not how the circuit board works. She can't just be fried and then take a day off and be okay. And by the way, all of those examples that I just gave, I didn't just pluck those from the air. They're so handy to me because I'm just explaining my life to you. This is exactly the kind of stuff that I tell myself when I want to push through. We don't want to feel stressed. Of course not. We don't want to break down, melt down or get fried. But our whole childhood worth was measured by what we could produce and what grades we got, right? Even not resting is just more shit we've been trained to do for love. And unlearning and trusting yourself to take a break takes practice. So let's practice together. I'm going to give you some really effective practices that I've incorporated into my own life. Because for me, when it comes to rest, I'm not good at, you know, saying, uh, and if I'm really in flow on a project or something and I'm really busy and I want to get something done, I'm not great at saying I'm going to take a whole day off. That actually stresses me out more. I need little rest stops. Me with a cabinet, right? I need to put it down, shake out my arms, and then pick it up again. But I have to put it down and shake up my arms. So this is how I do it. And none of them will take more than three to 10 minutes. I take six deep breaths regularly just six deep breaths now I could get into all of the science that's been proven how this works and it regulates the nervous system but have a play with it trust me on this just taking the time out of your day or taking a moment put down the cabinet whatever your cabinet is and just take six deep breaths You could also, if you've got time, you're in a space where you could do it, lie on the floor with your knees bent, but your feet flat on the floor. Put your hands on your belly or one on your belly, one on your heart. And then take six deep breaths. Walk around the block. Seriously, if you're not taking a short daily walk, start there. Walking is magical for calming down both hemispheres of the brain. It brings us back into balance and it doesn't take long just a short walk around the block. Daydreaming. What? Yep. Remember in school in the afternoon, you catch yourself staring out of the window, just lost in your own thoughts or be caught because you would hear your name called by the teacher and you'll be like, wait, wait, what was the question? What class is this? Let yourself daydream. But here's the tweak. You don't have to sit at your desk anymore. Get up walk around, get away from the laptop, and you could take your daydream out for your walk or just sit with a cup of tea or if you're anything like me and you forget to drink, a giant glass of water and just let yourself daydream. It's an important part of processing and learning is actually that state that we call daydreaming, but it's the brain assimilating new information and it's the nervous system calming down. Don't use your walk or your daydream time or your 60 breaths to do anything else, quotes, productive. The productive thing that you are doing is taking a nap. It's taking a little break. In fact, take a nap. These got me through grad school when we were in school from 8 in the morning till 11 o'clock at night. We all took nano naps. We would just pop into the student. There was like a lounge with sofas. And just close your eyes for three to five minutes. And if you drift off into a nap, great. If you don't, it's fine. You gave yourself that three to five minutes to just take a rest. I would always set a little gentle alarm because I was so chronically tired that my body always wanted to sleep. So a little nano nap with a little alarm bing you back into real life before you miss your meeting. Basically, these Little rests along the way are aimed at reducing stimulation. We're trying to get the energy to run out of the nervous system without adding more in, so that it can take the next big charge. You can't be charge, 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 charge all the time on this your circuit board. It's not designed to take it, but it can take a big charge and then a rest, a big charge and then a rest. So what are you going to try? Six deep breaths, maybe lying on the floor with your hand on your belly and your heart, walking around the block, which is taking a moment to daydream or even better taking a little nano nap. This is, of course, not a definitive list of everything you can do to rest during the day. They're just the things that I like when I don't feel like I've got time to like, I'm going to meditate for an hour or do some real deep work. They're just little maintenance tools to allow myself to rest, to allow myself to put down the cabinet, knowing that I'm still going to get the cabinet home. I'm still going to finish the project. I'm still going to do what I set out to do that day. But I will get there. Listen, head girl types. I will get there more surely and in better shape if I take little rests along the way. So what are you going to try? Drop me an email, Wendy at wendywindle.com. Let me know what you're playing with. Let me know if you've got any questions. I do have to say this. I feel like sometimes on this pod, I'm like, oh, just email me. And I feel like there's people out there that are listening and thinking that I don't mean you. I mean you. I love to hear from people who listen to the podcast, people that I've worked with. My email box is open. That's why I've given you my email address. Yes. I personally, I'm the only one who reads that email, I personally read my emails and I respond to them and I love to get them. So go ahead, let me know how you're going to allow yourself to take little rests. Don't push through. You'll just push yourself into more stress and breakdown. And I promise you, if you take regular short breaks, you will eventually go further and faster because that's what you came here to do, right? You came here to have a big impact, make a difference, and love all of the people around you. So love yourself first. Let yourself have those little rest. Have a great day. I bloody love you.